been a funny week, hasn't it? It sure has. It's really been a funny week. Yeah, I, I, I keep avoiding screens and papers. And I was asking Bob if this is something to do with being older. Oh, you mean in relation to news? Yeah, the sense of it just being a bit... Um, it seems to just hit a little bit more or, or <clears throat> go a bit deeper. I don't know. I don't know. And then I, I found myself going, oh, I don't know how to even start saying that. So I'm just going to stop talking for a second and maybe you can say something useful. <laughs> this is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. I watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, last night. Have you ever watched that show? I have, but that's something of a record scratch. (laughs) Isn't it? You said say something. You didn't say say something related. (laughs) Okay. How do you feel about The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I really like it. Which season are you on? I'm on the current one. Oh, right. Okay. So you're up to date. Yeah, I'm a fan. Mm. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a super fan. I don't have any merch and I haven't bought any hats. It's very difficult, isn't it? To record scratch back to your... Yeah, it seems a little bit like the sort of attitude towards news as you get older, um, mm. being up to yeah. date. And well, how up to date do you need to be? I mean, I think at the minute it's less about being up to date and more about feeling um, <laughs> overwhelmingly responsible. It's just the, this strange, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Responsible. Yeah, just responsible for the fact that the world is shitty and it's like, I should be doing something. I should be doing something. Uh. I should be useful. I should be trying to help. And then thinking, well, what do you do? Do you put a nice yellow and blue flag on your Instagram account? Is that how you help? Yeah, do that's... You, that's you, you know, what, what, what is it that you do? And it's and the, these are the same things that have come up, you know, through the Me Too and, and through um, Black Lives Matter and then as a result of, you know, various deaths of women at the hands of men over the last... Last millennia. Millennia. <laughs> um, so it's just that sense of, oh. And that's what, I'm, this is, that's what I mean about kind of just being confused about to know what to do. I, um, I realised this week that uh, you were right. Oh, that's not a sentence people say to me very often. I, um, yeah, about everything. okay i can't imagine what i've been right about just a bit worried that it's uh well you're right about it's an on it's a little ongoing thing between us which is Mm -hmm. and what would that if i were to say there's a bit of an ongoing thing between us in terms of our difference what would that be i would probably say it was critical race theory (laughs) (laughs) no that's not very specific i mean i mean okay maybe that's too specific um no i was thinking no eh. Um, oh, okay. I was thinking... I'm wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back to my normal position. Yeah, yeah, do you feel better? Yeah, yeah. default, yeah. back to being mm, wrong. Feels Thank good, goodness. doesn't it? Mm, just breathe <laughs> with that. Um, no, just that, 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 that position I tend to take of um, tolerance. Oh, yes. And you take the they-can-just-fuck-off position. Yeah, that, that doesn't make me feel like this is going to come out where I'm right. <laughs> 
But I think you're right. And the reason I, it's, I'm just worried this might be a little bit academic in the worst sense of the word. Okay. But I was reading something this week and it was, it's a little bit of writing and it was called Minority Rule. I think it's quite interesting. So do you mind if I, no, I wasn't please. planning to do this, but it, actually it's relevant no, to what you've just been saying. Um, and yeah, I, I did start us off on a, a you know, usually uh, ULs, FLs, VFLs, all the rest of you. So um, many acronyms, really. We, know, we can just call We're them listeners. Listeners. Yeah. <laughs> usually what happens is we start quite lightly and you can hear that. And then there's like something jocular and then it goes, welcome to Midlifing. <laughs> Today, I've no idea how in the edit I'm going to make them. There's giving. nothing jocular at all. So, I think it's just going to be a massive record scratch going, okay, so. Global politics and war. <laughs> yeah. Please, please read. Um, anyway, it's a Lebanese-American writer, uh, and he's actually a statistician. He made a whole lot of money, as far as I'm aware, on um, the financial markets. Uh, his name's Nassim Nicholas Taleb, and um, he talks – he gives – he gives this idea of minority rule, and the example he gives – he gives lots of examples, but one example he gives is the idea that – that a very small minority of um, people who are allergic to peanuts effectively dictate what people eat, for example, in hotels or on aeroplanes. So yes. there are, no one serves peanuts on aeroplanes or in, at schools because of yeah, that's right. a very small minority of people who have a very strong and um, dangerous reaction to, to peanuts. So his perspective, and that's quite interesting, isn't it, that, that – this very small minority, he doesn't use this word, but dictates the behavior of, um, of the whole. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. the other thing it does is that also it gives you the idea that people who are allergic to peanuts are much more common than they actually are. Yes. Now, he's not saying this is a bad thing or a good thing. He's just saying it's a thing. And then he asks a question, and it's a question about tolerance. So this is this is the idea that a certain intransigent, inflexible minority dictate or determine the way in which an entire um, more flexible culture behaves. And his question is this. Should a society that is elected to be tolerant be intolerant about intolerance? <laughs> Shall I say that again? Yeah, no, I understand it. Yeah. Should a society that's been that's tolerant be intolerant about intolerance exactly yeah i wonder what you think about that because i think my yes i i i don't have to think about it very long i think a society that is that is committed to tolerance should be intolerant of intolerance right because from my perspective if you are tolerant of intolerance then what happens is an ossification of things where you you know you get yourself into a place where I guess you I understand exactly why you're talking about this that that sense of me not knowing what to do because I'm thinking of um so it starts with the the limited value or no maybe not value value's the wrong word that's the wrong word Simon the limited benefit of virtue signaling yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help somebody in, in Ukraine me virtue signaling by hang about I just have to do something. Jeff, stop licking your foot, otherwise it will fall off. <coughs> Is that clear? <laughs> so he's been chewing his foot for the last fifteen minutes. And he just gets locked in to this world of 
my toes are delicious and I have to get into in between each bit of webbing and then he, he forgets that it's attached to him and I have to just remind him that's your fault and has he stopped it's not about yeah but he just looked up across the room with a, a look of such indignation just glaring at me like how dare you I know I took the wind out of my own sails there. You did. I like that you took the wind out of your own sails uh, because I was just, I think your sails were just getting puffed up. They were just getting, they, you, you had a you had a good, um, you had a tailwind. You were, uh, I did have a tailwind. Yeah, and you I, were actually just, you were unloading the spinnaker on me. And, um, <laughs> Stop you it, were I don't know for, anything more about, about sailing. You were about to foil, you were about to go Stop foiling. It. And, Stop it. So, but you've understand. come down off your foils now and now you're bloody uh-huh. stuck. That's okay, because I can feel a wind rising again. Mm. <laughs> it's not talk about wind. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just that sense of, of um, virtue and signaling has a has limited benefit. So why why do it? But I understand why it's done. But then thinking about how it's received and, and actually just all of those things stop me acting. So I didn't put um, – a blue and yellow flag on my Instagram. Is that, could you post. could you do that? Could you? Of course, you yeah. Could I do think that. you can. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, quite easy. Anyone with any so, red, white, and blue ones up? I wasn't looking for those. Yeah. So, or rather, those people. Probably no solidarity with feet. Russia. On yes, right. No, I saw. I saw a friend posted a picture of a Russian man holding a sign saying, "I'm Russian. I'm sorry," and that made me really sad. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, for all sorts of reasons, that sense of, of, of uh, an individual feeling that they are responsible for the nation state that they are connected it's to. It's absurd, and, isn't it? It's all but the stuff that, that, that you... That he is... At, oh, go on. No, it's, it's the stuff that you've talked about before. In fact, quite, quite recently, that sense that, you know, you've got three passports, you've been citizen of multiple countries, you are uninterested in the idea of a landmass claiming ownership of your thoughts mm. or your heart yeah, my heart yeah but yeah it's it's really but i guess it's because you know in a, in a way and it's easy this is easy in hindsight of course and, and i'm also not a geopolitician but um or geopolitical scientist i should say but uh, <laughs> um but yeah the west has been you could say too tolerant it's certainly in this country incredibly tolerant of oligarchs yeah and, and that's because well Fucking greedy, just greed. Yeah, I I um I, I noticed that Leila Moran, the uh, the Labour uh, MP, had uh, used her parliamentary privilege to name thirty five oligarchs who should be sanctioned, mm. and and it, just that sense of the um the mechanisms in this country that prevent those people being named except under parliamentary privilege. It's mind boggling, isn't it? Yeah, because of libel laws in the UK. Yeah, it's weird about who we're protecting. Yeah, yeah, I, and and it goes, yeah, and and it's, I know, I, I I lose language so quickly because this is the same place where you can't call Boris Johnson a liar, despite the fact that he tells lies. Hmm. I think maybe that's why I've been struggling with the news this week because it's not. The, you know, the um, undoubted horror show of a massive global superpower deciding that it wants to take ownership of a democratic country in Europe. Uh, it is 
partly that, but I think it's also just that sense of having spent the last three years nearly inside with watching people make decisions about things that impact people and those decisions not being made to serve the needs of those people mm. but to serve the needs of the few so it just i yeah i think probably um i think i'm just having a little bit of an existential crisis today mm. i'm really glad that mandy sent us an email with something much cheerier to talk about yeah although i know i do know how to answer one of the questions that she set for us oh what was your most awkward episode this one <laughs> is it really awkward for you it's awkward because I can, I, um, I know that I spend a lot of oh, these hello. podcasts talking way past the edge of our expertise. And that's like, yeah, that's okay. We're just talking about stuff. But it, today it just feels more... Um, yeah, wrong. Yeah. There's like yeah, a, a weightiness to not, yeah, yeah, a weightiness to not knowing about this and not knowing how mm. to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that it's making me go, oh, poor little me, as opposed to fucking hell. People getting killed. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's um, it's one of those uh, things for me, which is, it's so abstract and so concrete at the same time. You know, it's like, the, it's, it's the, the, you know, the, these, the, these young, and they're all just so young. That's the, oh, this, these young soldiers on both sides, you know, Ukrainian, Russian soldiers who, um, for the most part, I imagine will be terrified um, and have been trained. But, and then also they've been trained for an abstraction that becomes immediately concrete. And, you know, the kind of the line between it being an idea and a thing is um, uh, I'm going to use the word magnificent, and I just mean it in a terrifying way. Yeah. Um, or surreal, maybe, is a better word. And so I, I just, um, I find, I think when I hear your um, discomfort, or as I like to think of it, uncomfortableness. Um, <laughs> Uncomfortability. <laughs> Uncomfortability is, is even better. Um, is that... Uh, what I hear in your discomfort in a way is also it makes me think about that transition or jump cut that we've all in different ways, uh, depending on our proximity, perhaps um, that we've all experienced this week, you know, this, this jump cut from surely this can't, surely this can't to, to the mangle and mess and, 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 and lies of, of war. And it's got, and for me, it's also because we actually, Lil and I had a little conversation, which was, well, I'd be pretty tempting to, to scoot off back to Australia or New Zealand right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, great knowing you, Europe. But, um, and then actually Lil said, which I, I really agree with one of the things that that's weird about living in those two countries is the, actually the capacity to keep it in the abstract, to keep the world in the abstract, to isolate, to be isolated from these, um, 
you know, not isolated from everything, of course, uh, but but there's something about that uh, that geographical isolation that 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 seeps into your bones down there. Yeah. And so that for us, uh, well, speak for me, for me here, it's um, you know, this is this is. Uh, it's absurd, but this is World War stuff. You know, this is the. It's the. the, the it's just so, so, so similar to the thirties. Yeah, it is, isn't <laughs> and it? I it's just, just find that staggering in this time. You know, that in a hundred years, we have learnt less than a hundred years. We have learnt nothing. We've seen the rise of populism, which has led to far right narratives becoming normalised. Yeah, and a dictatorship, a dictatorship, and no one seemed to call. Putin a dictator until after he invaded Ukraine, which I, f- I find staggering that some, you know, yeah. like uh, our tolerance towards Russia. But um, yeah, so it, it just, yeah, it's been a hard week. It's sure been a hard week. Although made slightly, uh, this is going to be a, this is going to be another, um, shall, I, Good. shall I do it? Just do it. You know, one day that will be our last podcast. Not going to be infinite. No, it's not. But I think we'll know when it's our last podcast yes. because I think we will say, oh, so this is this is our last We've podcast decided. rather than, mm. you know, like my last cup of tea. I won't know it's my last cup of tea. Although it's possible that you could, one of us could drop dead and that would be it. And one of us would come on by themselves and say, I've got some terrible news. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's un- miserable, isn't it? Mm. Should, we, should we make this our last podcast so we don't have to do that? <laughs> okay, Mandy. Um, <laughs> so what did she ask us? She asked us, um, what were our favourite titles? Because she enjoyed dry-humping the walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then she said, was there a particularly awkward episode to uh to, and which you've to already do. answered <laughs> welcome to today i mean what's not um, to like about like a b-day for your mouth <laughs> tell me what's been the most awkward for you the most awkward episodes to record or maybe listen back to well what's made you what's given you the ick well it, i have to you know the one that comes to mind is when you um i know it's the one when um yeah no question for me when Actually, a listener, it was based on a listener question, which was about um, when have things been difficult between us? And you told me the story about how I'd, um, uh, what I'd said in response to you telling me about uh, you and, and Bob having a first miscarriage. And um, yeah, that that was hard. That was hard for me because um, I think, you know, like any time, yeah, when, when things about ourselves are revealed to us, in ways that are in ways that are not it's not possible to dodge yeah that here is a version of me being presented to me that I can't reconcile with the way I like to imagine myself to be yeah and so yeah. I have to I have to I have to soak in that and so, and mm. and let it infect and make help me make sense of who I am and 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 that that was incredibly confronting I really hoped that that wasn't going to be your answer. Oh, really? No, it's fine. It's fine. No, but, yeah, but the reason I hoped it wasn't going to be was because, for me, in lots of ways, that felt like such a redemptive conversation. It was. It was for, totally. For, for us, you know, to, be, to, to, to say something to each other that we'd... And, you know, I don't think... I actually think it was a moment for me that, with the exception of Bob... 
I don't have those conversations with the people, Simon. Mm. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody says something that I can't get past, usually it's just like, ah, well, they're dead to me. Move on. Yes, as you've, um... which is a flaw. I understand it's a character flaw. I get that. Um, yeah, no, no, it's so not. That... You know, I, yeah, I, that, but it's certainly the one that comes to mind. I mean, I'm sure I could yeah. think. Uh... Yeah, I, I think it's as redemptive as well. I, I really do, both for for our relationship, but also um, for me. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't. Yeah, we should. Uh, we need to. Um, I think that's. I think that we can continue to display other other forms of masculinity, Lee. I think that is the most important thing that we can do in the world. So you're right. That's what we have to do in the world, isn't it? We just have to keep keep reminding ourselves that there are other models and keep modelling behaviour that is mm. better. So I'm just going to. Um, I'm going to just say, uh, as part of that, is just say, I love you, Lee Miller, and um, oh, thank you Simon. for these conversations, these difficult and stupid and com- and uh, absurd conversations, a lot of which need to get cut out. Uh, <laughs> I, I really hope we don't ever do a live version, and uh, I'll say, oh, you'll just have to cut that out and realise too late that it's not able to be cut, it's not cut out a bull. I think we need to have, uh, perhaps if we ever do a live version, we have to have one of those um, 30-second delays that they have in live broadcasting where where we can go, fuck, fuck, kill the feed, kill the feed. There's a show title, fuck, fuck, kill the feed. (laughs) That's clickbait. There's clickbait. Yeah, fuck, fuck, kill the feed. Oh, thank you for that. That was I think I needed to hear that because I felt like I was... No, I've been struggling with today's conversation and and trying to find a place within it because it just feels so... um, To go back to New Zealand and and Australia, it feels so abstract and it feels so, you know, bigger than me, beyond me. Mm. And the fact that I'm trying to to corral it and make sense of it makes me feel a bit... um, it feels sort of slightly self-aggrandizing to try and have these conversations. Yeah, it's, weirdly. It's, yeah I, I think it's the, yeah, yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and it, then it makes me feel unlovable. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And I love you too. Thank you. And um, I'm actually going to spend the day in the studio today uh, with a lovely, lovely, oh, how lovely nice. group of people. And we're going to um, save the world through somatic dance. Oh, I love that. I'm going to spend the day in the kitchen and I'm going to save the world through baking. <laughs> It's been tried and tested, that one. I did think about a little bit of news this week that came out about um, on the set of um, Fury Road. Fury Road? Yeah, the uh, Mad Max film. Yeah, it was called Fury Road, wasn't it? No. It was. I think it was. Yeah, with Furiosa, with Charlize Theron, and... That's right. He Who Shall Not Be Named. Voldemort. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. He's not Voldemort, but okay. Sounds like uh, sounds like things are a little tense on set, and that he might have been um, uh, a bit of a dick, saying, "I think I could have done things very differently." But what I found quite interesting was the way he said, "I don't think that she's right. I don't think she was scared about anything, because if you've seen her work, you will know." how fearless she is. And I, I just had a moment of going... Oh, I didn't read that bit. Oh. Hmm. I quite like Tom Hardy in lots of ways. You know, he reads Jack and Ori bedtime stories on TV. He's got a dog that he cares about a lot. He always seems like he's a, you know, fairly nice chap in interview. And that was a moment where I was quite disappointed. Mm. Because if a woman tells you that she's frightened, 
you can't live in a woman's body. You've got no idea what triggers... So if Tom Hardy hears a woman say, I was frightened, it, it saddened me that his response is to say, I don't think she was, as opposed to say, I'm sorry that I contributed to that sense of fear. Hmm. And it doesn't matter how capable Charlize Theron is or looks or appears or performs. Also, what an actor. What an actor she is. Oh, I mean, God, yeah. All that is, I mean, what an actor. I, I'm absolutely, I can watch anything she's in, and it doesn't matter whether it's light or serious, and I just think, you know, just, uh, what's that one set in the 80s in, uh, in Berlin? <laughs> Ato- Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Oh, my God, I, I was just thinking that. I could go and watch yeah. that again. That's such a good film. That soundtrack. Right. That's, that's, that's the day, just, that's the day uh, sorted. Little little hum of 99 Luft balloons, and then we're all done. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Right now, I'm going to put the bread in the oven. Okay, I'm going to switch the camera on, and I'm going to say goodbye to you. I have got no sense if that's going to turn into anything useful. I think it will. I think it's fine. We just got going, actually, didn't we? (laughs) 